things going here. We're doing this first episode, uh, all of us working remotely, considering what's going on with COVID-19 and the coronavirus and all of that. But uh, I am going to uh, facilitate a conversation and be doing these things uh, on a weekly basis uh, with the two gentlemen that I'm going to uh, introduce you to here in a second. I'm Dr. Samuel J. I'm a professor of strategic communication uh, at Metropolitan State University of Denver. And these two that we're about to talk to are good friends of mine. And uh, I think that they have a lot of uh, insight that they want to kind of offer through this podcast. So let's start with Derek. Derek, do you want to kind of introduce yourself and who you are before we jump into kind of what, uh, what Relentum is? Sure. Uh, Derek Bennington have, uh, have a very unique background, have a, over 15 plus years in multiple different industries, everything from the, the garage startup to kind of the corporate world, one in liquor distribution to a, a wine sommelier to um, you name it. Uh, I came from a forensic engineering background and um, I'm a born and raised Denver native and happy to be here, married one as well. So we're extremely rare. And um, yeah, just uh, just soaking in uh, where things are and just trying to process what, uh, what's going on and how to move forward. And, and you, sir, what is your name? Uh, Zach Dorman, also a uh, Colorado native, grew up in the mountains up, uh, up here in Colorado. Um, but that's not the, where I ended up. I wanted to be an Air Force pilot from the time I could uh, remember. So followed that path. Um, I grew up with a dad that was a, a fire chief. And so safety and service was kind of ingrained into everything we did. Uh, and going into the Air Force was my version of that type of service. Um, so I went into the Air Force. I commissioned through the ROTC program and uh, went and flew C-17s, which is kind of my, my uh, childhood dream. But in that process, I also combined uh, kind of the love for aviation with that fire service background and went to uh, a program called uh, safety school in the Air Force. I became an accident uh, investigator and a safety systems coordinator. <laughs> kind of running the, the safety programs of a different in different bases, wings, and then investigating accidents as they happen. And in that process, learned all about root cause analysis and solving the right problems and stuff, which plays really well into what we do now. Um, I wound up getting medically retired in the Air Force. Um, so I got to move back home a little bit sooner than we expected, but uh, here we are and having a lot of fun. Uh, how did you two meet and how did you decide to start this business, that is, this company that is uh, the Relentum? Tell us that history. So um, back in uh, high school days, Derek and, and my wife were went to high school together, were friends, and um, they kept in contact throughout the years. You know, as we moved around every, every couple of years in touch, and when I got medically retired and was moving back here to Colorado, um, Derek reached out on LinkedIn and was like, hey, man, uh, see that you and I have similar interests and not to mention your wife and I used to be really good friends. Maybe we should get together for, for coffee and, and just get to know each other. And I was like, yeah, yeah okay, I'll, I'll give you an hour. Um, so we met down at, uh, down in Denver on the steps of union station. And, and, uh, that one hour turned into eight hours, turned into his place the next day, turned into a business. Wow. Uh, it was pretty quick, pretty fun. Um, just unexpected. Okay. And when was that? What year did that happen? Was that 2018? Oh, yeah. I mean, the the first thing to put out there, I think that's really important is um, regardless of what happens, the, you know, good, bad, ugly, whatever is it goes back to his wife's fault, because basically without her, this wouldn't have happened. Okay. Um, You know, so, um, but yeah, you know, it's, um, I I really do believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, And we were, we were meant to, uh, to, 
to connect and to meet up and to join forces. Didn't know exactly what that meant at the time. Um, but uh, we knew that something special was there and um, we just decided to put in the time and energy to explore that. And mm-hmm. here we are. So, I mean, I know, uh, you know, from, from my relationship with you two, what you offer, what you want to kind of, pres- what you want to, uh, uh, the package you want to give to the community, whether, uh, you know, that be a business leader or whether that be a, a college graduate, but, you know, in your early conversations about Relentum, what, what were you recognizing that was missing uh, in, in whether it be Denver or in the country at writ large that you, you two thought you could, you could offer? I know Zach mentioned root cause analysis and being able to kind of critically assess uh, kind of organizational culture and, and add some value to that. And you all have talked about leadership. But in that first conversation, what were the things that stood out and you two said, we can add to this? The piece that really stands out to me is every business wants results okay. and we, every person wants results. The, the issue with that is we have very little control over results. Um, we can influence them, but we don't really control them. The one piece that directly influences results is our performance. And that's something we do have control over. And Relentum brings a very unique blend of the hard and soft skills that drives healthy organizational and personal performance um, in a totally different way um, that is really built from that root cause mentality. You know, myself being a forensic en- engineer, Zach being a, a safety investigator, too often companies try to fix the symptom or the result, right? Employee turnover is a great example. Employee turnover is a result of something. It's a symptom of something. And that that is something that if you really want to solve that and really get to the heart of it, you need to peel back the onion to really understand what it is, what the drivers are. And there's always a soft and a hard skill piece of it because at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all people. Um, and that's that's the piece of those two worlds coming together that didn't really exist in the way that we wanted to deliberate. And I think with this podcast, you two are really trying to package that into something that people can can listen to for 25, 30 minutes maybe, uh, and, and basically take away a lesson each week uh, based on your own expertise. And so I'm really looking forward to kind of guiding you along the way and just being a part of it. And I really appreciate it. If you could define Relentum, both of you individually, what does that mean to you? And we'll start with Zach, right? If you can kind of put your words into what you two offer and what you do and what your, what your organization is, uh, what is it to you? The whole idea behind the relentless momentum or relevant momentum uh, in that relentum piece is exactly what we want a business to have is to, to one, be relevant, but two, to continue on. Um, one of those things that we had talked about on the, the steps of Union Station was we didn't like the, the current construct of business consultants where you come in, you pay a lot of money, they get, you walk out, they give you a binder and, and there you go. You do it again next, you know, same time next week. Um, we, we didn't want to be a revolving door consultancy. We wanted to come in, solve the right problem. So when we left, there was no problem left. Part of that is is gaining momentum on those solutions and improving and not staying on a treadmill of solution mining. Uh, and so that's you know that's what relentum means to me is basically is not staying in the same spot is moving on and moving on with some some mass and some force and, and gaining momentum and whatever it is that you're trying to do. Every business has a vision that they're aiming for. We want to help you get there, and and you can't do that if you're constantly fixing solutions or, or fixing uh, symptoms and and uh, doing the same thing over and over again. 
Uh, Derek, what about, what about you? Very much along the same lines. You know, relentum derives from relevant and relentless and momentum. Um, relevancy kind of boils back down to uh, strategy in a lot of ways for me. Is strategy is one of those words that gets thrown around and gets tossed around a lot. Everybody has their own definition. But at the end of the day, really, it's, it's just about being able to stay relevant and staying relevant in a way that um, provides value to yourself, the, the organization, and to your people and those you want to serve. And with that comes a mentality of constantly wanting to move forward, right? No, no business, no person is going to say that they want to move backwards. Um, we always want to keep moving forward. And that, that is where momentum really comes into play and something that is very fluid and dynamic. So not just um, kind of hard and fast or, you know, the growth versus fixed mindset, um, but having that piece where it's, it's relevant and we're just relentless about it, that it just, it's all about being resilient and having a sense of grit and perseverance that no matter what the world throws at us, we're going to keep moving we're going to keep moving forward. Yes. We're going to have to adapt. We're going to have to pivot just like so many businesses, um, right now in uh, this day and age are having to do and very rapidly. Um, but it's all about keeping, keeping pace and keeping the ball moving so you don't stagnate. What kind of audiences do you think would appreciate this podcast, but what also do you think uh, down the road could, could really appreciate what Relentum offers? Obviously, we're not just talking about business leaders. We're talking about different kinds of, of demographics and different kinds of professionals. So who are some of the folks that, that you think could really, really gain something from listening and from beginning to kind of engage with you too? Yeah, we approach it from, from kind of two different perspectives along the same line. Um, what I mean by that is when I was in the Air Force, I did a lot of teaching. I taught a lot of uh, resiliency. I taught uh, suicide prevention. I taught leadership classes, management classes. Um, and throughout that whole process, uh, one thing that kind of became a common theme among all of those is this disconnect between who you are and who you are at work. And it was, you know, leave your personal life at home. And when you're at work, you're at, you're at work. And it was that, that dissonance there that I saw driving a lot of the problems through all the, you know, the, the classes that I was teaching. And that's one of the, the things that we want to solve now is, is realize that you're a person regardless, whether it's at home, at work, you're the same person. And we want to, we want to champion that. Um, and in light of that, and with that in mind, to answer your question, I think anybody that, um, really can listen to a podcast would find benefit from this because we deal with the individual level. It's not specific to any one, um, you know, this, this, we might talk about, this is a specific problem at a business, but we're going to talk about it in light of how you solve that as a person. You know, what is it that you bring to the table that can help solve that problem? And so it, you might be able to take that tool, that framework, that playbook, whatever it is that we give and apply to something else. Um, you know, obviously this is very targeted towards the business demographic. Um, you can be sole proprietor, small business, uh, management, mid-level management, all the way up to the CEO. Um, but uh, you know, creatives, we've, uh, we've found a lot of uh, success talking to creatives in the same kind of space. So really anyone that's looking to gain momentum in their business, gain resiliency, um, you know, remain relevant, I think they're going to find a lot of value out of it. Derek, what about you? What do you who comes to mind uh, for you? I think it's really... It, the end of it, anybody, it always comes to that conversation, right? It could be anybody, but really it, 
boils down to any really business team or leader that is willing to learn, be curious, be challenged, and has that growth mindset. Because what we do is we we have a different perspective. We we come from a different set of experiences. Um, we don't see things the way that traditional business may or may not. And it really takes a, I don't want to say a special person, but a unique person to say yes as a business leader. I am very curious. I don't have all the answers. I'm, I'm willing to learn and I'm also willing to be challenged um, because I, I know that there's, there's room for growth and you know, I want to take on that challenge. Um, our focus really is in that one, our 50 to 150 person organization. And the reason being is because when we first started Relentum back in the day is that we wanted to bring everything that we had to the startup slash small business arena because in so many ways they don't have access to the help when they need it uh they don't know who to to contact um you know through the traditional help that's out there is just not suited for them um and it's not in a way that they can really really readily have access to it in a in a way that is financially viable and so that size company not only is it kind of bring a lot of those corporate solutions down um, in a way that really makes immediate impact for them. But also that 50 to 150 person company is where you really start to see that immediate uh, performance, productivity, engagement, employee happiness really take off because you get away from the constraints of corporate America, hierarchies, bureaucracy that can get in the way of those larger companies. And those smaller companies tendency have have a tendency to want to be more of a learning organization, willing to adapt, um, test rapidly, and just try new things. And that's really important with the work that we do. Why why have we seen this this shift uh, over the last? I don't know. It's been I mean ten fifteen years in managerial sciences. Um, obviously, you know if you read something like the Harvard Business Review. Um, how how management is looked at and reviewed and how organizations uh, are built and operate has changed tremendously um, in your learning uh, in your education and also in your experience were there were there was there a moment that that kind of created that pivot was it more of a cultural shift uh, what's the history of this change uh, I think it's a it's a moment of mentality from what competitive advantage really means okay. um, competitive advantage used to be uh, a technology, or I have a certain resource, or my people, right? That doesn't exist anymore. I could spin up a full-blown Uber in the next 48 hours if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Technology isn't a barrier. The one piece that no one can ever take away that is true competitive advantage is how we learn and how we transfer that learning into action. One of our favorite quotes of all time comes from Jack Welsh who says uh, that an organization's ability to learn and turn that learning into action, it's its ultimate competitive advantage. And it's so true because that's the one thing no one can take away from you. As we move forward in business, everything is speeding up to the point that you have to stay agile. You have to stay nimble because customer expectations, customer needs, market conditions, trends, all of that are changing so much more fluidly and dynamically than they used to in the past. Um, and it just takes that different shift of mentality to, um, to keep up with it. To kind of uh, tie in what you just said to something that Zach had said earlier, Zach, why do you think that 
so many organizations, uh, big, small startup, you know, uh, 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 longstanding organizations alike really fail to be able to recognize something like the root cause of a problem or fail to recognize that that's a symptom of a much larger problem is where are those weaknesses that just what kind of threads do you tug on and, and themes do you see when you begin working with companies? It, it goes back to even our investigation days where solving the root cause requires work, right? Um, you have to actually dig. And what I find when we go into to organizations to help them out is oftentimes that symptom is pretty bad. And it, it, you focus on that. It's like you stub your toe, all your attention goes to that toe. And that's, that's what you want to focus on. But, you know, if you had just maybe not left the chair in the middle of the room, um, you know, problem solved kind of thing. Um, so why companies don't do it is typically it's just they don't put in the work. And a lot of times the root of that is the anxiety of not knowing what to do, how to do it. And so you just naturally focus on the, the pain point. You have in the background, both of us to be able to dig down. It's actually a quite simple process to um, find a root of something. Um, a little bit more challenging to solve it. But one cool theme that we have found uh, in working with all the different companies that we have and in previous to even Relentum starting the, the work that we've done independently, um, the root of most all problems are, are human centered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's really where we start is it's, it's pretty easy to get down into the, to the people piece. That's what we love. I want to leave people kind of wanting more from you too, because I think that's a perfect overview of, of what it is you offer. What are, what are some things that, you know, right now today, those of us who are working at home and working remotely can just do to improve our professional relationships with people, can just improve, I guess, what we add to our company's operational success, whether that is me as a college professor or whether that is, you know, Joe as a small business owner. What can you do? What perspective can we kind of plug in right now just to help these minor, minor kind of, I don't want to say tedious, but, but repetitive tasks of working on a day-to-day basis actually build to a much larger, better whole? It boils down to one very simple concept, but it is one of those so much harder said than done. And that is pouring all of our time, energy, and precious resources into the things that we can control. So often we we get wrapped up into what we can't control, uh, what the conditions are, um, what the market throws at us, what a customer throws at us. And we lose a lot of our momentum um, because we, we spend that precious resource on something that it, it doesn't really affect positive performance. Mm -hmm. So the one specific thing that today, and this goes for if you're, at home as a father or you're a team leader or you're, you're the janitor at uh, Walt Disney, it doesn't matter, is the simple concept of understanding the difference of what I can control and what I can't control, where the split is, and reallocating our resources and our time to what we can control and being aware and planning for the rest. Um, that simple mind chef, that simple perspective not only just gains instant amount of resilience because now you've opened up cognitive bandwidth to free up energy. Um, it also just provides a level of clarity and understanding of, um, and some confidence of what that future path looks like now. 
And you can put a plan to that. You can put action to that. You can put goals to that. Um, whereas, you know, if you're, if you're wrapped up into, you know, the current state of business or what your competitors are doing, you have no control over that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's that simple shift that has massive impacts. Um, and it's immediate. Zach, what's that? What's the kind of, I, I like to call it a perspective, but right. What's that kind of mindset that, that you try to deploy or that you suggest uh, listeners deploy? Oh, absolutely. So this is definitely a mindset that changed the way I operated as a leader changes how I operate as a dad. And it all comes back to the root of a quote that I had seen uh, by the, the wonderful Peggy O'Mara and the, the way we talk to our children becomes their inner voice. Mm-hmm. And if you translate that to not just children, but to your coworkers, to your, you know, your direct reports, to your friends, to your spouse, uh, the, the way you talk to them becomes their inner voice uh, that hit real hard. And it made me think a lot about how do I talk to them? And if you can disconnect action from value of, of the person and be conscious of that. Hey, that, that was, you're not a bad person. That was a bad decision. Uh, that will change a lot of how you give feedback and how you develop your employees. It'll change a lot of how you uh, interact with other individuals and you'll see them differently. Like, Hey, that, that's not who you are. That's just that, that was a, a decision that that was made and we can do better about that. So how you talk to your fill in the blank will become their inner voice. It's how they're going to start seeing themselves and how they're going to start valuing themselves. And, oh. um, uh, that that really hits hard. It is a mindset difference. Those are two really, really fantastic uh, kind of tools. Uh, before we wrap up, I do have one more question for you two, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, because I know the kind of uh, the mythos that you practice, right? For sure. The ethos that you, uh, that you exude. What do you do when you first get up in the morning? Um, what do you do to kind of start your day? I Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. Lots of coffee. Um, same here. But I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's this kind of new agey world that we live in. We talk about meditation or we talk about working out or what have you get, you know, journaling. I recognize that for a lot of people, that's not really doable. You can't get up and meditate because you got kids at home and running around, especially now. But what is one thing that you two do in the first five, 10 minutes that you get up that you think kind of sets uh, the, the, the path uh, in the right direction? And, it, and when you don't do it, it, it you can tell. Uh, when you look back on it. So Zach, what, what is the thing that you do to start the day aside from coffee? Every single day, uh, wake up and uh, coffee is, is the, the path, right? But on the way to that coffee, I try to think of three to five different um, positive things that happened the day before. And that's it. It's, it's super simple. I don't have to journal them. You don't have to sit down and, you know, cross your legs and, and think on them hard. But as I'm going to, to pour that cup of coffee and um, sit there, I take a moment and I just try to think through those, those three to five positive things from the previous day and that helps prime and set my my attitude and moment for the for the upcoming day piggybacking off of that is getting up exactly so two parts of it is getting up when my alarm goes off yep and and sticking to that routine and then that next big step is to take my dog for a walk outside you know in the dark at 5 30 5 45 in the morning when no one else is awake and it 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 just it centers me in a way that um, it steps the day off into a positive note. And I think the overarching theme between what we're both saying here is whatever it is for you is find something in that first half hour of your day that sets your day off on a positive tone. And I think that's the most important piece of it, whatever that be t- taking a walk, 
thinking of three positive things, um, making breakfast for your kids before they come down, like whatever it is, whatever brings you joy, find out what that piece is that um, you can do immediately that you have control over. And uh, that sets your, that sets the day up for success. Well, those are two really wonderful tools, you two. I really appreciate it. Um, we'll kind of wrap up things for today because I think that that's uh, enough of a kind of introduction to who you are and, and ending there with some really solid nuggets that people can take. Uh, really looking forward to kind of uh, episode two and three and four and five and, and for as long as we can keep this thing going because just in hearing you two talk, it's very clear that you're passionate about what you do, but you also know a lot about it. So uh, thank you very much for the time. Um, where can we, uh, for listeners who want to know more about about uh, Relentum, uh, what's the website that we can go to? The website can be found at Relentum.com and specific to the podcast, backslash podcast. So Relentum.com backslash podcast. Um, we're going to have uh, a specific page dedicated to what we do here um, along with any other kind of resources, videos, templates, downloads, any other resource that uh, would be valuable uh, to people moving forward. Awesome. Well, thank you too uh, a lot. Uh, we'll do this again um, very soon and hopefully in the next few weeks, not hopefully we're going to plan to do it. We're going to try to um, put some, some perspective uh, for what's going on right now with, uh, you know, around the world with the COVID-19 situation. And I think offering up some tools, some mindsets as, as Zach had pointed out to help get through uh, what's going on. But until then, uh, thank you both. And we'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank bye you. guys.